T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Halfway home on the John Chuckery Show. In the Kia Studios on this Thursday evening. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps how you catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At JMSH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll get to that's live coming up here in about 20 minutes from right now. But, you know, if you look at the four professional teams in Atlanta, Braves, Hawks, Falcons, United, and I asked the question who's best set up to win a title the soonest? It's amazing how just a few years can change up the perception of different franchises, right? You know, a few years ago, I think a lot of people would have put, maybe like three years ago, a lot of people would have put the Hawks and the Atlanta and Atlanta United probably at the top of that list. You know, after the Hawks came off that Eastern Conference run, everything was sunshine and roses. Okay, we're about to take the next step. We've got this hot new owner, right? Tony Ressler is going to spend money and all this kind of stuff. Nate McMillan can do no wrong and all this good stuff. Now fast forward a few years later. Atlanta United, you know, well, we've got Joseph and we got these pieces and, you know, we're, we're in cup contention and different things like that. You know, certainly they can win another MLS Cup. And while I don't think that they're a bad franchise or a bad team, I don't think that we look at them as anytime soon unless things really work themselves out to winning an MLS Cup. And then you had the Braves who were kind of on the ascent, but we hadn't gotten that title yet, and maybe it was more disappointments. You know, maybe it was, okay, you know, we can get in the playoffs, but we're not doing anything. And then the Falcons have been kind of in, you know, no man's land for – a few years, going away from the Matt Ryan era, obviously changing up coach, GM, all these different things. It's interesting how perception changes over just even a couple few years, two to two to three years, how the perception has changed about, I think, Atlanta sports franchises, professional sports franchises. You know, if I look at that list, I think the Braves are best set up to win a championship here soonest. Obviously, they 
won the World Series a couple of years ago, right? Um, and and more than it was just a magical run, and, and those things are important. You got to have some of that kind of you know luck and everything else that falls on your side. You know, I think the Braves are best set up. They have their core in place. They have their guys signed. You know, it's it's not like in the NFL or NBA things like that. You have your guys signed up for long term deals. And by the way, I saw where. Um, I think it's Keith Law that for ESPN, they ranked the Braves minor league organization 29th out of 30 teams, which is not surprising because you've gotten so much production out of your minor league system, right? With Michael, you know, over the last handful of years, Ozzy, Ronnie, Michael Harris, Spencer Strider, right? Max Free. Like you've gotten all of those guys from your minor league system, you know? It was Dansby. I mean, but all these guys that have come through your farm system. But I think because that they have so much of their core locked up. And look, the ownership has said, and, and they didn't mean this year, but ownership has now said, okay, now that we've had success, now that, you know, we're, you know, doing well as an organization, now we can go out and spend a lot of money. We can be a top five payroll team. Now, they didn't mean necessarily this year they were going to be top five, but certainly I think they're going to be top ten in payroll. And, and maybe over the next couple of few years, they will be a top five payroll team. And, and not just because of the attrition of contracts and things like that. But it really does feel like there's a real gap between everybody else, right? Like, I don't know that United is set up anytime soon here to win an MLS Cup. I certainly know the Falcons aren't going to be, you know, in the Super Bowl hunt in just a year or two. They've got a lot of things to fix, and I'll have to see that to believe it. Let's get to the playoffs first, and then we can, you know, figure some of those things out. And the Hawks, no matter what they add, no matter who they, you know, DeJounte Murray, no matter who they sign, whatever like that, they don't seem to be an organization that's really on the ascent. Now, again, you know, things change. You know, in the words of Vince McMahon, plans change, pal. You know, things can always change in just a couple few years. Two, three years, perception can change drastically. But I don't think that, you know, I, I think that there's a pretty good gap between where the Braves are and where everybody else is now. And, you know, maybe it's been the biggest gap since, you know, when, when Atlanta United won the MLS Cup. We felt like that that was going to be a regular thing, right? We felt like that that was going to be more of, okay, we're not just going to win one cup. We're going to have multiple cups. And, you know, it's, you know, even if it's, you know, um, uh, Miguel Almiron and he leaves and all that, we still got Joseph. Well, now that air is passed. Now, now that air has passed. And, you know, that's one superstar that's not within the organization. And the Falcons, you know, look, it's five straight years of losing. Five straight years of losing. And I don't want to, you know, certainly speak ill of Arthur Blank or anything like that, but, you know, Arthur Blank is getting no younger. Arthur Blank's not, not getting younger and... <clears throat> 
I don't say that he will not stay the course of on everything, but certainly, you know, you wonder if Thur and Fontenot don't get it done in the next year or two here, next season or the season after. How much longer does Arthur ride with those guys? I'm not saying he's going to fire anybody and things like that, but how much longer do we hitch our wagon to not being either in the playoffs or in Super Bowl contention? And again, I know the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I don't know, what, five, six years ago, whatever it was, whatever that was, 2017. Okay, so six years ago, right? I know they won the Super Bowl then. But the fact that they're in the Super Bowl two years after a four-win season, because when you start to bottom out at four wins, you're in reset mode and rebuild mode at that point. Like, you know, when you're, you know, in today's NFL, Nine and eight, eight and nine. Okay, you can tear out a piece there, and you can get yourself in the playoff hunt and start to make some strides. When you're four wins, you're in rebuild mode. And the Hawks are kind of in that mode of, I don't know what they are. I, I really don't know. You know, this year, this, this is an important year for the Atlanta Hawks. Not necessarily just, you know, get in the playoffs or, but, What's the direction of the franchise? Because I do think you're going to have a new head coach next year. I think that, and look, over the last handful of years, you know, this if if the Hawks change up coaches, that'll be the third coach in six years. If you know Atlanta United is on what its third manager in four years, right? Is that what it is? And obviously, you know, from the Falcons, they're on their second head coach in, you know, what, three years at this point and GM and all that. You know, the one thing that has stayed consistent has been, you know, Alex Anthopoulos, but more importantly, Brian Snitker, you know, that those two guys have, have been here. And and even, you know, the John Hart's and and um, Terry McGurk's and, and people like that, whatever like that, but but has been rebuild into championship mode kind of. But the Atlanta Hawks have a, a, a lot of decisions because I know Tony Ressler is not a guy who is going to sit by and just not be a very good franchise and not be in contention for an NBA title. Look, Tony Ressler has said, he has said it on this station, he has said it, you know, everywhere. They want to be an NBA. Their goal is to win the NBA championship. Now, certainly things are easier said than done, but they want to be in the conversation to win an NBA title. They look like they're light years away from where they just were, you know, three seasons ago. When they were when they were making that run in the Eastern Conference Finals, I guess two years ago, when they were making that run in the Eastern Conference Finals, they looked like that they were, okay, this franchise could take the next step and and look, you know, they played the Bucks really well. They they were certainly in that series, right? If Trey doesn't get hurt in the series, on and take on Phoenix and just all of these what ifs. But since then, it's been ugh, a, a, a lot of muck and mire that they were in. I mean, there's not been as many things that have gone right for the Hawks as has gone wrong. You know, Nate McMillan a couple years ago, he couldn't do any wrong as far as being a head coach. 
Now he's probably on the way out. Again, we talked about Trey Young being bulletproof. Trey Young's not so bulletproof anymore. There's a lot of people that are blaming him and think that he's the problem and all that kind of stuff. So it really is fascinating because it does feel like that there is a definite gap between where the Braves are as an organization from both GM, manager, what they're doing with their roster in signing all of their guys up, and then you add a piece, you know, like you don't have to build, you don't have to rebuild the core of your team. And, and they've had big loss. And look, they've had big losses over the last couple of years. You know, Freddie Freeman is a guy that, you know, will probably get his number retired here, right? You know, he'll be in the Braves Hall of Fame. He'll be a retired number for this organization. He was one of the linchpins of both the rebuild and the championship team. One of the better players in the history of the Atlanta Braves organization. And Dansby, of course, you know, a guy, kid from Marietta High School. You know, it was a kind of a, a trade where, you know, when that trade first happened, the jewel of that trade was Ender Enciarte. You know, he was the guy that was like, oh, okay, we got a leadoff hitter and he steals bases and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, we'll work Dansby up through the system and all that when they got rid of Shelby Miller and all that. We'll work him up through the system and all that. And then Dansby's become really one of the linchpins for this organization. So they've had losses, but they've also been able to add. And they're also, you know, in a situation where they can spend the money that they want. I think Tony Wrestler is a guy who will spend money, you know, maybe. And again, he said he'll go in the luxury tax if it makes sense. Right now, it doesn't make sense. Arthur will spend the money that he's got to spend on both MLS and the football team. But, you know, at this point, still got a lot of work to do. And we'll see what they do in the offseason here with the second largest cap space in uh, the NFL. All right, when we get back, it will be time for That's Life. Uh, Punxsutawney Phil. Did he see his shadow? Did he not see his shadow? We'll talk about that next. Plus our top ten list as well. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. 
Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back with your John Chuckery Show. 921, live from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps how you catch us on the go. Social media at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. So we have our competing groundhog, as it is Groundhog's Day today, so or Groundhog Day today. So we have our dueling groundhogs that we've got Punxsutawney Phil, who's up there in Pennsylvania. He actually saw his shadow today, so we've got six more weeks of winter, according to him. Now, to directly counter that, though, General Beauregard, Beauregard Lee. Do you know who General Beauregard, Beauregard Lee is? That's, that's our yes. groundhog, yes, here so in he, Georgia. So he did not see his shadow, and he's calling for an early spring. So we'll see who's right. I hope Beauregard is right. Yeah, I think I, think I saw a stat that said Punxsutawney Phil – is only right about 45% of the time. I think that's the stat that I saw. Now, I don't. I have not seen a stat. We have not gotten into any analytics data, you know, on General Beauregard Lee as to what his accuracy rate is. But, yes, I'm with you. I, I certainly hope it's an early spring uh, this year. But Punxsutawney Phil says it's going to be six more weeks of winter. General Beauregard Lee, you know, Says that it's going to be in early spring. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, RIP today. We lost a legend in the wrestling business. Lanny Poffo. Of course, part of the Poffo family. Who's the Poffo family? Any? Do you know any of those people? I've heard of Skinny Pop. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lanny Poffo. He was leaping Lanny Poffo. He was the genius. He was the poet laureate of the WWF. Uh, his brother, any idea who his brother is? Who got, I mean, who who basically got him the job with the WWF? Michael Poffo. No, no, I don't know. I just guessed a random name and put um, Poffo behind it. His brother's Randy Savage. Oh, Randy Poffo. Gotcha. Do you know who Macho Man Randy Savage is? I've heard of him. Yes. Okay. How much have you heard of him? I know he's a wrestler. That's about that's all I can really tell you. Okay. Um, is he alive? Yes. No. Oh, he's uh, not? R.I.P. Yeah. So um, now the family's all passed. Lanny Poffo was the last one. Oh. Dad Angelo. Angelo was a, uh, what do I want to say? He was a, he was an outlaw. He ran an outlaw kind of mud show promotion like he was in he was in he was an outlaw indie promotion that he ran how when how long ago did macho man randy savage pass away was he young 
when he passed? Oh, well, I mean, he was young, yes, but he's been dead for 10 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, look that up maybe, but I think I think he's been dead for about 10 years. But now we've lost Lanny, and um, that's how he got his job with the WWE. It <laughs> was, or WWF at the time because of, you know, Randy Macho Man Savage that he got him the job. So, but, um, you know, look, he... He made some money and he did some fun things. I mean, I he wasn't a great wrestler or anything like that. What year did he die? 2011. Yeah, so what, 12 years ago, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. So sometimes I'm not brain dead, but anyway. Did you see the video that Will Smith filmed? Did you see I that? did, actually. It was in his car. Yes. And he's driving. He drove to Martin Lawrence's and then house. And he drove, drove to Martin Lawrence's house. And what did he say? Uh, it's time or oh, yeah. something like that. It's, it's that time. So they're going to do Bad Boys 4. Yep. Wasn't the last one enough? Or <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I could feel that uh, coming. <laughs> I didn't see the last one. I didn't either. But, I mean, wasn't that, wasn't that enough? Bad Boys for Life? They filmed that here in Atlanta. Oh, did they really? Uh, I think they filmed some of that down here. On on Peachtree Road here, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. But it was funny actually, because this one should have been called Bad Boys for Life, but they called the last one Bad Boys for Life, even though this one is Bad Boys Four. So yeah, they kind of screwed up that. Yeah, well, maybe they shouldn't have done a Bad Boys Four. But now, <laughs> supposedly though, uh, I, I was kind of seeing a little bit of the story of this. They were supposed to film this are supposed to start production on filming this earlier, and then the Chris Rock slap happened, and so ah. that so that's kind of de- that kind of delayed everything. They had to let that blow over first, right? Right. So they weren't able to get all together and do any filming, or you know that. Pro- let me put it this way: that project had to be put on hold for a while, right? Because of the Chris Rock slaps. So. By the way, our buddy Josh Hagedon said uh, Bad Boys for Life was dumb. He, he saw it and he said it was dumb. Okay, I mean, we need a fourth one? <laughs> like, at some point, I understand that I understand that these guys get millions of dollars. And maybe that's just it. You know, when you're getting millions of dollars to do these movies, and, and especially these kind of popcorn movies, right? You know, big explosions, big action, and, and all that kind of stuff. Will Smith or Martin Lawrence need the money? I mean, do they? Are they broke? I mean, are they hurting for cash? I mean, Will Smith's got gazillions of dollars, right? And his wife's got gazillions of dollars. I mean, is he getting divorced and he's got to pay her a whole bunch of money or something or what? I mean, they they kind of mess around, right? I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, their their relationship is apparently open, so yeah. they should be happy with each other. So, yeah. I don't know. What what do we call that? The the cuckold and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's oh gosh, you know, that's <laughs> kind of what that is. So anyway, <laughs> but I mean, do we really need another Bad Boys movie? But they're gonna film it, and I, I, we'll see if it's if it's filmed here in Atlanta. I mean, it's that the last one, that third one was filmed here in Atlanta. Like I said, I I think that they did some filming along Peachtree Street here, Peachtree Road here. So. We'll see, but I just don't think that we need another one of those movies. All right, happy birthday to Shakira. So tonight's top ten list is our top ten favorite female female pop stars of the last 20 years. 
So, Dylan, the floor is yours. All right. This is in no particular order because this is too hard to rank because all there are a lot of good female pop stars out here, and there have been a lot of good ones over the past 20 years. So I'm going to start with Lady Gaga. Lady mm-hmm. Gaga, obviously, she's she, on my list. She's been she was killing it in that movie with um what's his name that she oh, did the movie with um oh the the you know the 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 third remake of yeah. that movie A Star Is Born <laughs> right um Bradley was, Cooper Bradley Cooper yes. yeah yeah Cooper Bradley or whatever but yeah. obviously she's she was hot in the music game I mean she had a good run for a while where I, she was the like way, the top let me ask you how many how many of these people do you think that we'll have on both of our lists I think we at least I think we have five okay five or more I I'm gonna say six okay. I'm with you on that one. All right, so I got Lady Gaga. Another uh, person that I have is uh, Rihanna. She's actually performing in the Super Bowl as well, so got to have Riri on there. That's going to be – I'm, I'm excited to see Rihanna because yes. she's got a really good catalog of music, and, and I really enjoy yes. her music, and I think that – now, is she going to do a whole drawn-out version of that – what is it, Lift Me Up song and all that from Black Panther and all that kind of stuff? I hope not. I hope she kind of I hope she kind of jumps around and and does right. more of her hits. Right. I, I hope she doesn't spend too long on one song. Exactly. I can I think we can expect a, a Ponder replay. We can probably she might do work. Um, yeah. So I think she'll do more of her hits than than focus on the lift me up song. What hopefully. about like we found love and uh? She might do we found yeah. love. I, I think she'll do we found love. Um, and she's got yeah. all these like other songs like she's Turbi- got Disturbia. She's got and, so many songs. Right. Right. They, what, what's the song that she did with Jay Z? The Umbrella. Oh, Umbrella. Yeah, all, all that Run this stuff. town. Yeah. You think all that. that she'll bring somebody out with her? Like, will she bring Jay Z? I think out she to do would. I, I think she would. Um, Jay Z specifically. She could. I think Jay-Z would be a good pull because Jay-Z is apparently helping the NFL now with the music selections. And, and Didn't she do – and I may be wrong about this because my brain's dead. Didn't she do a <laughs> collaboration with Eminem? Yes. Yes. Uh, I got to look up and see what the um, uh, song is called. Oh, Love the Way You Lie. That's what it's called. Love the Way called. You Lie. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, yes. I mean, again, yep. you know, we, we've, we can see seen that. The, we've seen those people at the Super Bowl. So uh-huh. maybe Eminem was last year. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they bring them back or whatever. So, so I don't know. But. We'll see. But I, I expect it to be a really good performance. I'm looking forward to it. I also have a Camille Cabello on the list mm-hmm. as well. I have uh, I have Pink on the list. Pink was uh, Pink's been holding it down for a while now. Katy Perry. I have her on the list. Um, got Dua Lipa, obviously, on the list. She's one of the top, if not maybe the top pop singer right now. The other one that could also be arguably the pop, the top pop singer right now is Ariana Grande. She's on my list as well. Uh, you got to have Beyonce on there, too. I mean, Queen B has to be on there or, or we might get canceled. No? No. No? No Queen no. B? You know, she's can, about, can, you know she's about to go on tour. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I saw the thing. Can I tell you, this last album that she did, Renaissance. Those two songs that she really, what is it? Cuff It and what's the first? What was the Cuff first? Cuff It and what um, was the other one? Ah, what's that other one called? The, the popular one. I forget what it's called. Hold okay. on. I'm, I'll look it up in a They're second. They're dreadful. <laughs> Both those songs are dreadful. Oh, my goodness. That Cuff It song's dreadful. Like, I don't. <sighs> All right, let's get hot takey. Get hot takey. Oh, Break My Soul. Break My Soul. Break My Soul. Yeah. Those songs are, they're, neither one of them is any good. Okay? Oh, my goodness. That first album, that first solo album she came out with was really good. 
right? And and uh-huh. you know the the first video was with her and Jay Z and all that. Yes. And, you know, uh, crazy crazy for love or whatever the album yeah. was. That was really good. Uh huh. But after that, nah. I, wow. I think I think all of, I think all of her stuff with Destiny's Child is way better. Wow. I think her, I think her stuff with Destiny's Child is way better than than all her solo stuff. I hope nobody from Queen Bee is listening. Now, I'll, because... Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll take a fly swatter oh. and, and swat those bees out of the air. Uh, John Tucker, you do not understand the power oh, of, the, I, of the bees. Listen. Of the hive, the beehive. You don't understand. Nothing can kill me at this <laughs> You're point. You're right. Okay? Not even the beehive only can the, kill only you. Only the good die young. <laughs> Nothing can kill me at this point. All right. To close out my list, I'm going to go with uh, Mariah Carey. I don't think I said her yet. got Mariah Carey on the list as well. I've got Katy Perry on the list. And at uh, number one, you got to have Britney Spears. I mean, Britney Spears, she was, she was the it girl for a long, long time. Um, I know she's not really doing any music now. She dropped a single not too, too long ago, but I got Britney Spears. Yeah, uh, audible that. mentions for me real quick. I have Alicia Keys. Since she's not super pop, she's more like kind of R&B. Mm-hmm. And Miley Cyrus as well. Uh, she dropped that song with Elton John uh, oh, yeah. like a, a year or so ago. Right. Um, all right, so I had Rihanna, Dua Lipa, Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, Katy Perry. So those are the five that we had the same. All right, I've yep. got Ava Max on my list. I really like Ava Max. Okay. Um, I really like Olivia Rodrigo. That that album she, she is, came yeah. out That's with Sour one. was was I think it was terrific. Like I really like Good for You is one of my favorite, maybe my favorite pop song of the last two or three years. Um, Selena Gomez and oh, my daughter good one. Yep. and my daughter is turning me on more and more, and especially because of these last few albums to Taylor Swift. Okay. Um, oh yeah, Taylor, I mean, Taylor Swift. I mean, think about her. Midnight's. I, I like Midnight. I like the album Midnight's. I really like Lavender Haze. That's that's really one of my favorite songs. You know, my favorite Taylor Swift song is Willow from the two albums that she released during the pandemic of 2020 and all that. Uh huh. Um, I, I now that she's gotten away. Now that she's embraced what she really is. She right. wasn't all that country nonsense and nah, all that. Nah, she was like, like she did that to get her foot in the door. Exactly. Right. Yeah. She did that just to get in the music business, like they all do. So, mm-hmm. um, and then my other one is Doja Cat. Doja, yeah. I like Doja. I, I yes. do. Listen, I've said before, Doja that, makes some really good music. I mean, that Planet Her, it's a phenomenal album. I, I've said before that that Kiss Me More song is as good a song as I've heard. Over the last, you know, couple few years, I mean that. I love that, that song. song is with, fantastic. I love that song with her and Orn. I mean, the weekend. The weekend, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not save your tears. That's uh, uh, oh, oh you make you you write. Yes, you write. Yeah, you write. Yeah. Yes. But I, I like woman. I like woman. woman. Is you know, a I like, great I like that song. song. So yep. Um, and say then, and so then, with Nicki Minaj. That's another good one. And then she did that. She did that song by Courtney Love and Hole. The um, oh gosh, what's it called? Oh, make me over. Dun, 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 dun. Oh gosh, what's? I can't think of that song. Uh, I, I don't know I, but if that, I heard that it, one. She remade that song, and it was really good. Like, uh-huh. like she did a really good version of that song. So, all right, when we get back, we will uh, let you hear from Jason Longshore what he had to say about Atlanta United. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, ninety-two nine The Game, Odyssey.com app. John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good 
time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Thursday evening with you. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app say you catch us on the go. Social media at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. Well, we saw Atlanta United, their first action last week as they were up in Chattanooga. Let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our guy, Jason Longshore. He, of course, the color analyst for all things Atlanta United here on 92.9 The Game. He is on Twitter at Longshoe. And, Jason, always good to talk to you. And, and by the way, too, you, um, what is it, 11 o'clock on Mondays now, right? Atlanta soccer tonight. That is correct. I'm following the great Doc Sock on Monday night. <laughs> well, listen, uh, if I'm not brain dead, so, uh, you know, at, at this point. But anyway, um, you know, Jason, obviously the Joseph Martinez era is over. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, for so long this franchise has been sort of the in case of emergency break glass and Joseph will go get us a goal. Do you think that there's going to be sort of a philosophical change when you don't have that elite dominant goal scoring kind of guy that maybe it's a more distributive effort? I mean, you know, whether, whether they consciously or unconsciously decide to go that direction, but just, is there maybe sort of a philosophical change in the philosophy of the way that this organization plays soccer from here on out? I don't think it's philosophical, but I do think it kind of changes the feel because I feel like this is something we've talked about in most off seasons really since 17 or 18 in that Atlanta United needs a secondary goal scorer. You know, 2019 was a prime example where Joseph Martinez was by far the goal scoring threat. And that was a good team that needed an additional goal scorer. I think just without such a, a big personality and a big figure up top that has the years of experience with the club, like, like Joseph had, it's going to change maybe how it feels more than it's a change in approach. Because I think most successful teams are going to have that number nine that is the focal point in the attack. It's really hard to build an attack that doesn't have a focal point. And Tiago Almada will be a focal point to a degree, but he's not going to score 20 goals. He might have 20 assists, but he's not going to have 20 goals. And I, I don't know if you necessarily need one 20-goal scorer, but you need somebody that is that focal point that everything revolves around. And when you look at the, the pieces that this team has with Almada as a playmaker, with Araujo and Etienne Jr. on the wings who can both score goals and both create and get in behind and they have speed, you need that number nine to be an important figure, but maybe not the sole focal point that, that kind of sucks up all the oxygen of the attack. So with that being said, if if we say that, you know, obviously no one's going to replace Joseph and, and you know, and a 20-goal scorer and – Almada maybe isn't that guy. Is it a situation where it's 
three guys that are whatever, seven goals. It's two guys that are t- – I mean, how do you see that – how do you see that attack and that distribution kind of flowing through this team this year? In an ideal world, you're getting around 10 apiece from Etienne Jr. and from Luis Araujo. You're looking for a number nine, and the reports are still out there about Yorgos Yakamakis coming in from Celtic, a Greek national team forward who's led the league in scoring at his last two stops, led the Scottish League, led the Dutch League before that with a bad team in the Netherlands as well. Okay, if, if Yakamakis comes in or if it's somebody else and they can get in the, the 15 to 20 range, you're going to get goals from other places. Almada's good for between 5 and 10, I think. He might have one of those years where he pops a few more than 10. I'm not expecting that. I think 5 to 10 is, is the target for him. You're going to get goals from center backs. Are you going to get sticks from Wado Parata like you did last year? Maybe that's asking a lot. You're going to get goals from the fullbacks. But you need, I think, around double digits for Etienne Jr. and from Alaruju, and you need between 15 and 20 from a number nine. I think if you get those things, then this is a team that, that can be at the top of the East. So with that, Jason, and Jason Longshore joins us on the WadeFord.com hotline, coloring us for all things Atlanta United here on 92.9 The Game. So with that, you know, again, we've played, you know, stretches of, you know, long periods without Joseph Martinez. Does it become sort of, you know, a less attack. You know, we obviously built our reputation on we're attacking, we're scoring goals, you know, we're good at home, and, you know, this this kind of, you know, style that just comes right at you. Has that sort of changed? I mean, and was that even kind of changing, you know, as Joseph Martinez has kind of, you know, progressed over the last couple of years? I mean, it's it does feel like it's maybe not some of the – and maybe that's head coaches and stuff like that, but – it doesn't seem like it's always kind of that same type of style that that we had early in the franchise run versus maybe the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. I think the the way the team has attacked has evolved, and that was evolving with Joseph. I think it was even it was even evolving before the knee injury with Joseph, where it was less risky. You know, you go back to 2017, which I feel like a lot of people, when we think Atlanta United in terms of the attack, the flashback goes to that first month at Mercedes-Benz Stadium where it felt like a series of blowouts. So the New England Revolution game, 7-0, LA Galaxy, 4-0. I mean, it was just crazy to see the amount of goals that were being scored. Even as 2017 into 18 win MLS Cup went, the team got, I, I'll say, smarter in terms of being less risky, not being as wide open, not exposing themselves defensively as much. It was something Tata Martino talked about in the transition from 17 to 18. It was something that Frank DeBoer had to do in 2019 because his back line had gotten a little bit older. They couldn't play as high of a line. They were getting you know, boat raced at times because they didn't have as much speed. So they had to be a little more careful, be a little more – smart about possession and be a little little smarter about positioning. Now then when you lose the breakneck speed that Joseph had after the knee injury, and he's not the same player he was before the, the knee injury. When you lose that, you do have to change the way you attack. And, and I think that's 
not really Atlanta United like being out on an island and doing this. If you look at top teams around the world, you have to find that balance between committing numbers in the attack when it's on and protecting yourself from conceding goals. And I think that's going to be the key in terms of balance for Gonzalo Pineda in 2023 is creating lots of chances, creating good scoring chances, finishing those chances, but also not at the expense of giving up a whole lot of chances going the other way. What do we know about uh, the center back, Luis Abram, that was just signed uh, earlier today? What, uh, what does he bring to this team? Luis Abram, he played 38 games for Cruz Azul in all competitions last calendar year. So he was a, a regular in a team that played in the CONCACAF Champions League, played in the playoffs in both seasons in Mexico. He was at his best at Vela Sarsfield, where he was a teammate of Thiago Almada. Uh, he played for former Atlanta United manager Gabriel Heinze. Um, that was where he really started to break into the Peruvian national team. He made a move to Spain. They loaned him to, to Mexico. It, I don't think he's been at his best since he left Velez. And I think the, the job for Gonzalo Pineda is to get him back to that point. I think he's going to compete with Juanjo Parata to be the starter next to Miles Robinson. It'll, it'll give Pineda the opportunity to play three center backs as well, three really strong center backs. He's a lefty as well, which can be helpful when you're building out of the back. If he's going to be the left-sided center back, you're on your natural foot on that side. It's a little bit more comfortable in the passing out of that position. Jason Longshore joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Uh, color analyst for all things Atlanta United here on the game. Obviously, injuries really was the the kind of big defining thing for this past season. But, you know, when you have injuries, other guys have to step up. And, you know, maybe it's younger guys, veteran guys, and different things like that. How much is going through last year what this team went through? Is there some kind of benefit to, you know, having played some, you know, various other guys, younger guys, things like that. Like, you know, I, I don't want to say it was a good thing, but certainly guys got a lot more experience than, you know, had everybody have been healthy from last year. Yeah, and that's an important factor here. I mean, you don't want to go through that, what happened last year, where at times, you know, you have one starting member of the back line who's healthy, and that's it, and you're you're figuring out the rest of it on the fly. You don't want to have to deal with that. But I always flash back to something Gonzalo Pineda said about Caleb Wiley last year. Caleb Wiley, 17 years old, played a lot more than probably anyone expected coming into the year. And he made some mistakes, and he, he gave up some goals and, and probably cost the team some points. That happens with a 17-year-old. But Gonzalo said that you know he's going to be better off for making those mistakes now. It's not a, a teenager who is kind of training around the first team, gets a game here, gets a game there, and then when he gets his first chance at 21 or 22, makes a couple big mistakes. You're making those mistakes at 17. You get an 18, 19. Caleb Wiley is going to be a better player for having went through that experience. And there's other players in this team that are in that position as well. It's Again, it's not something you ever choose to go through, but young players – maybe players who are more on the depth side, getting that time, getting that experience, it will help them when they're called upon in 2023, that's for sure. Last question, Jason. 
just from a chemistry standpoint, um, you know, where is this team? I mean, you know, looking at some of the recaps of, you know, the match against Chattanooga and stuff, you know, it, it just seemed like that there was still like some building of chemistry and things and just kind of guys playing together, you know, and I know, you know, we get into this part of the season and it's, you know, it's CONCACAFs and it's, you know, uh, I know the AmFam Cup and all these kinds of things, but how important is just kind of getting these guys some action together and just kind of developing that overall chemistry for this team? Chemistry is important. Um, it, it's huge. And, and it's, you know, when you, you talk about the sport, you know, I, I think it's the one that maybe chemistry becomes the, the most important. You know, we see it in, in the NBA from time to time where stars take over games. Hard to do that in a soccer match, one person, even a couple people. you got to have that chemistry within the group. And when you look at the game in Chattanooga, actually the chemistry wasn't really my concern. You look at the way the team defended and the game plan going into it, and we, we talked about it on the pregame, we talked about it throughout the first half with the starting group. When you go into that game with an idea of we're not just going to press high and chase and try to force mistakes – we're going to try to really condense the field in the middle third, in the middle part of the field, and force turnovers. And they did, and they made it difficult for Chattanooga to build up opportunities from there. The Chattanooga goals came from 1v1 duels on the right side where legs got tired, and Chattanooga's winger had a great day, created opportunities, and individual mistakes. The chemistry, I think, was pretty good for game one. This trip in Mexico that the team's on right now is key to building the chemistry from an on-the-field perspective, but also from an off-the-field perspective. You have a lot of similar faces to what you had last year, but you have some new big personalities. I think Derek Etienne Jr. is going to be a, a big figure in this team. You don't have Joseph Martinez, who has been a big figure in this team. And when you lose that and you add new faces – Roles kind of change a little bit. People will step up and be bigger voices in the locker room than ever before. So I'm excited to see how that develops. It's key, but I think it's in a pretty good place as they went to Mexico, and I think this trip's going to end up helping them a lot. On Twitter, at Long Shoe, he's our color analyst for all things Atlanta United. And don't forget to check out 11 o'clock Atlanta soccer tonight. Is that show for an hour, or how long is it? It's an hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, when, when you got me coming in after the uh, <laughs> Portland game and it's a 1 a.m. start, I can get an hour. That's about it. Well, listen, I, I've done some two in the morning stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> Jason, join us on the waitford.com hotline. Jason, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Uh, good to get you back in the mix in the fold here. So uh, thanks as always. We'll talk again soon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.